First things first, yes, I'm very, very truly sorry. I know it's Wednesday. I decided to pre-record my podcast on Thursday rather than Friday. And then I decided to schedule the publish so that I wouldn't have to worry that. Well, I scheduled it on a wrong Friday, and when I checked on its progress of publishing, well, it hadn't published. So, I'm very, very sorry. Just wanted to say this at the beginning, and let's get started with the actual podcast. We simply cannot cover everything on Victor Random, which is why here, this episode is here to fill in the gaps on the stuff that we haven't yet covered, or actually, the stuff that we have covered but still have some missing holes in between because of our, well, my personal 12-minute time limit because I don't want to ramble on for half an hour because you probably don't have half an hour to be listening to this. So easy, convenient, and that's why this episode is here to fill in the gaps. Cue the music. everybody and welcome to today's episode of Vic the Random. We are at episode number 28 and there's just something that I feel like we've been missing that I just want to say right here and now. I feel like we're missing some personalized intro that's like this is Vic the Random with like interesting music in the background. But anyway, let's begin. Hello everybody. In the last episode I mentioned that we would be talking about two things in this episode. One thing in the first half and something in the second half. Hmm, well, you're gonna have to listen to the episode if you want to figure it out, or you can just continue listening, because I am not gonna tell you about this. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the quote of the week. Today's quote of the week is, or actually, really just quote of two days, since I'll be listening to an episode in two days. (laughs) Believe you can, and you are halfway there. Theodore Roosevelt. with our first section on what we are going to talk about, the Chinese Zodiac. The Chinese Zodiac is a list of 12 animals, and each year is named after a different animal. We are currently in the year of the dragon. The animals are in this order. Rat, ox, tiger, rabbit, dragon, snake, horse, sheep, monkey, rooster, dog, and pig. Now you might be wondering, How the heck did these animals get chosen? Why are these 12 animals the animals that are there? And you see, there's a story about this. And yeah, let's begin. A long, long time ago, the Jade Emperor said that the years of the calendar would be named after the animals that participated in a great race. The animal that finished first would be the first animal in the calendar. The animal that finished second would be the second animal, and so on. At the beginning of the race, the animals all ran and slithered and flew as fast as they could towards the finish until they reached a mighty river. The heaviest, bravest, and least likely to be swept away of all of these animals was the ox, and so the daring and brave ox started the deed of crossing the river. However, the rat the small and tiny rat which had no chance of making it across, hitched a ride onto the ox and surprised the ox by jumping off in front of it, claiming first place. The ox 
mildly annoyed, followed behind in second. The third place animal was the tiger, who was fast and had got an easy lead in the beginning, but was slowed down by the river. Fourth place came the rabbit, who, instead of actually swimming across the current, jumped from rock to rock and made it across by jumping onto a log and being carried across by the current. Fifth place is the dragon. Now, the dragon can fly, so you would obviously think that it would be first, but suddenly the dragon did not win. For a good reason, however, because on its way to the finish line, the dragon gave a village much-needed water and even helped the rabbit out in front of it by giving it an extra boost while it was hanging desperately onto the log. So fifth place gave the dragon. The next animal after the dragon was the horse. It came galloping along, but just like the ox, the horse had a secret stowaway. So just before the horse crossed the finish line, the snake jumped from the horse's hoof. The snake got sixth, and the horse, also very annoyed, got seventh. Next up came the goat, the monkey, and the rooster. These three animals worked together to build and find a raft, and then push themselves across. The goat was named eighth, the monkey was named ninth, and the rooster the tenth. Number eleventh came the dog, which is because uh, the dog spent way too much time playing in the water. Number 12 came the pig, who decided to stop and eat in the middle of Thrace. And so there we go. 12 animals. And now it's time for you to figure out what animal you were born in. We'll start with the year of 1981 and go forwards from there. If you were born before that time, you will have to calculate backwards. So, you're a rat if you were born in the year 1984, 1996, 2008, or 2020. Ox, 1985, 1997, 2009, and 2021. That is my year, the ox. Tiger is 1986, 1999, 2010, and 2022. Rabbit is 1987, 1999, and now here we go, 1981 is Rooster, 1993, 2005, 2017, and 2029 are also Rooster. And lastly, Pig, 1983, 1995, 2007, 2019, and 2031. And this just keeps on going in a cycle. So after 2031, 2032 is the Rat. And by the time that it is the year of the Pig, I will be 22 years old. Which is just how long the cycle actually is, because even though 12 years doesn't seem like that, it can actually pass by really, really quickly. So now you know what the first thing we're gonna talk about is. But what could possibly be the second thing that we're talking about? More mystery music. Well, that is after the break. You probably all know about honey, which is a substance produced by bees, but from the nectar of flowers. It is sort of like a yellowish, sticky substance. This liquid, in fact, can be preserved from a very, very long time. Did you know that honey from ancient Egyptian tombs, which are over 3,000 years old, are perfectly edible today? Now you might be wondering, why is that true? 
and this is in part due to the natural acidity in the honey, which is around 3 to 4.5. This acidity helps prevent the growth of certain organisms in it that allow it to last a long time. It's like the bacteria zapper. Say there's a bacteria in it and the acid is like, nope, and bye-bye bacteria, and the honey stays good. And the average acidity of food is between 5 and 7. It's kind of a weird scale, but basically, the lower a number is on a scale of 0 to 7, the more acidity it has. Also, random shout out to a random app that I've started using. It is named Notion. It is a very cool note-taking app where it has AI summaries, which unfortunately aren't free, but you know. But it has really like notes inside of notes, very helpful columns and very helpful organizational tools. Plus you can invite other people to edit your notes. It's, it's quite useful. It's like Apple Notes, but like, you know, a step up. It's really helped me a lot more with organizing my notes and being more organized in general. You can add to-do lists and whatnot to it. Wow, I cut close on time on the music there. Anyways, after the break, we will be, or actually, it is after the break, so we will be talking about how earthquakes work. Because this is sort of a completion of the episode that is named Disasters. You may have noticed that in the episode we talked about hurricanes, we talked about tornadoes, but we missed two natural disasters that I think are very prominent, especially where I live. Earthquakes and tsunamis. And we didn't really talk about that. And I mentioned, hey, we'll finish it later. Well, this is that later. So how do earthquake works? And before we actually get to this bit, we first have to understand how the earth is made. The earth has many layers like a pie. The inner layer is called the inner core. And that's a really, really hot ball. After that's the outer core and then the mantle. The mantle is the thickest part of our Earth and basically has a lot of magma and rocks floating around. On top of the mantle is the part that we live on, the crust. The crust is very similar to a jigsaw puzzle. Each part of the puzzle is called a plate, a tectonic plate. And the crust is split into different parts and each part of the crust floats above the mantle. So think about it like a puzzle pieces that float freely above a pool. The ocean is just a small dip in the crust in the tectonic plate where there's water. Interesting, huh? In fact, there are certain parts of the ocean where you can actually see the mantle. They go so deep. The Mariana Trench is one of them. It goes so deep that you can actually see the mantle. Now, don't get the inference that the crust is very, very thick. The crust is actually really, really thin in relation to the rest of our planet. It's like the crust is the outer skin of the apple. That thin. And the mantle is basically the bulk of the apple. And the core is, well, you know, the core. But anyways, what does that all have to do with earthquakes? Well, you see, the crust floats on top of the mantle. And if something floats on top of something else, like a boat does in water, it's bound to move around just a tiny little bit. In this case, the mantle is like the ocean. And in the ocean, there are waves and currents that will push a boat in any direction. The boat? Well, that is the crust, the tectonic plates. Now, there are different types of tectonic plates movements. They can move, two plates can move apart from each other. They can go towards each other, or they can slide across each other. Like sliding your two hands together, pulling your two hands apart, or putting your two hands together. When tectonic plates 
pull apart. Magma flows upwards because you're pulling two things apart and there's a gap in it. So magma flows upwards, and when the magma reaches the surface of the earth, the surface of the crust, it'll actually solidify, it'll turn into a rock. But because the crust is still moving apart, the magma will come up again and make another layer on top. Break layer, break layer, break layer, and you form a volcano. Tectonic plates that shift, so slide past each other, will cause earthquakes. Really, although all three movements can cause earthquakes. And then the third one, which is when an earthquake, two plates push together, is when the plates form mountains. Actually, there are two types. The first type is when two plates push together and the two plates rise upwards above the ground. That creates a mountain. The other one is when two plates go together and one of the plates slips underneath the other one. This will create a volcano. Why does it form a volcano? Well, when the tectonic plates goes underneath, it goes into the magma. And that magma is so hot that it causes the plate to burn. It causes the plate to get really, really hot and burn. However, when it burns, it turns into more magma. The only problem there is our Earth's crust is like a water balloon. You can only store so much magma in it. You can only store so much water in the water balloon before it pops. And the way that our Earth's surface pops is there's so much magma there that right next to where the magma is being formed, there will actually be a lot of pressure, a lot of magma squeezed into little places. So all that pressure causes like a buildup of pressure in a certain area and boom, volcano. So all of these movements can cause earthquakes and some of these movements can cause volcanoes. And that's basically just how earthquakes and volcanoes are formed. And now, how is a tsunami formed? And this is really, really similar to how an earthquake is formed. You see, the movement of the crust underneath the ocean will actually cause a tsunami. When the crust moves, it sort of pushes on the water, and that ripples upwards to the top of the surface, which will build up to become a giant mountain of water. And guess what that giant mound of water is called? A tsunami. Now, there's just one quick thing you need to know about a tsunami, though, is that the tsunami needs water to form. If it just rises upwards, you actually need to take water to make sure it goes upwards. So if you see a tsunami, a tsunami will actually take water from the beach. So if you see the beach reclining, like going, then that means there's a tsunami because the tsunami is taking water from that beach coastline. So yeah, wow, we just finished up everything. We finished up Disaster Zone, we finished up the previous episode on Lunar New Year, and, and this means one very important thing. It means that we've caught up on everything that we need to. This episode was created and directed by Vikram Dave Roo. Music was made on GarageBand by Vikram Dave Roo, and cover art was made on Canva by Vikram Dave Roo. Thank you. All of my resources will be linked in the description, like always. Thank you for listening. Also, isn't this music just absolutely amazing?
Oh, there goes the violin. Anyways, it's kind of loud. Okay, it's the end. And just before you go, I have something that I would like to say. Well, actually two things. The first one is, thank you very much for listening to the end. And uh, the second thing is that I cannot choose what the episodes that I put on this podcast channel forever. Not that I won't have enough ideas, but also because I also want to get your input and answer your questions. So, you can probably see where I'm going with this, but if you would like to have the chance to have your own question answered in deep terms that are also relevant and sort of stretch beyond what you were possibly thinking, then you can email me your question or there will be a Q&A section in the Spotify. In the Spotify app or on the Spotify website, you have your own chance to ask a question in the Q&A section and I will try my best to not answer it through text, but answer it through a podcast. Stay tuned and see you soon.